hello, hello, everybody. I am so excited to bring this episode to you today. I, this, it's the funniest story. So as at the very beginning, as I'm introducing um, my guest today, DG McGee, you are going to hear how we met. And it is literally, it was like having a blind date via Zoom. So it's, it's a very funny story and I can't wait for you to hear it. But in the meantime, I want to tell you a little bit about my guest. Um, she's a transformational leader, a change agent, a thought guru, author. So she's got a lot going for her. Her name is Dion Griffin McGee, affectionately known as DG McGee. And she brings her insane energy and compelling empathy for those in leadership to her speaking, writing, and coaching roles. Her career, built on more than 20 years of corporate life, has included in excess of a decade in the executive suite. What she's learned there has been both painful and powerful. It was in that same executive suite that she discovered the next season for her own growth and her dreams took on a new shape. Drawing on a wealth of life and work experiences, Dion has developed a keen understanding of the power of leadership. She has made it her goal to embrace and engender that power in others. To that end, her first book was released in 2019, titled Finding Your Roar. She has had the good fortune to travel the country to inspire thousands to chase after their dreams and goals and not settle for the status quo. Her fresh tactics rekindle hope and spark restoration. Dion has brought her insane energy and fierce personality to her own company, DG McGee Enterprises. Being a seasoned executive, certified project manager, scrum master, and Six Sigma practitioner, Dion has a voice curtailed to ignite a room and champion a company. DG McGee Enterprises modifies the way individuals think by encouraging them to believe in what seems impossible, just as she did for herself. Through dynamic sessions of listening and learning, building cherished relationships, and participating in phenomenal instruction, clients will learn to live a harmonious life that exceeds expectations and embraces excellence. We dive into so many facets of entrepreneurship, business, careers during this episode. Um, we talk about empowerment. We talk about diversity and inclusion. We talk about how to create that key speech and key talk that is going to help you build your business and get more clients through different programs that you can then promote around your talk. Um, we, we really dove into some deep things. And, and I have to tell you, when I read her bio, when I read DG's bio and we talk about her insane energy, she brings it in this episode. She is so much fun. She is so passionate about what she does and the things she believes in. And I really think you guys are going to feel so empowered. You're going to be inspired to sit down and tell your story and make or create that key speech that then is going to launch you into a whole new realm of life experiences and success. So sit back, grab your cup of coffee or a glass of wine, whatever it is you're having right now, but enjoy the episode. It's time for a giveaway. Here's the deal. We are almost to 50 episodes of the second phase podcast, and I want to celebrate with a giveaway. You have an opportunity to win from June 20th to June 30th. I'm giving away two prizes, a brand audit, 
In a 30-minute call with me, we will review your overall brand, including your website and Instagram page. I'll give you actionable feedback on how you can improve your brand presence and build relationships to get more clients. The second prize is a summer 2020 bundle. You will get to visit my Etsy shop and have a chance to win three items, a journal, a package of note cards, and a face mask to wear and keep you safe on all of your summer adventures. Here's how to enter. Leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, which is iTunes. Take a screenshot of your written review. Share your review on Instagram stories and tag me at the Robin Graham. It's that simple. I can't wait to read the reviews and I most importantly can't wait to give you your prize. Good luck. Hello friends. Welcome to the second phase podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in this second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Dion, a.k.a. DG McGee, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you so much, Robin. I am excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to share. Well, so it's it's really kind of funny, and I think we would we have to tell how we met because it's <laughs> one of the funniest things that's happened to me, and especially this spring of 2020 because everything else has been yes. so crazy. But so we both jumped on a Zoom call that we thought was going to be like a networking kind of educational type thing for coaches and how we're pivoting in light of COVID. Right. And so there were, I think, five of us on this, on this Zoom call. Right. And we're introducing ourselves. And I finally said, um, does anybody know anything about Tina? Because uh -huh. this woman, Tina, had reached out to each one of us individually, connected <laughs> with us on LinkedIn, and then invited us to this meeting. And then Tina was nowhere to be found. Correct. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. I, we still haven't found Tina. I don't know. No. I sent <laughs> Tina a message on LinkedIn after, and Me I too. said, I said, um, you know, missed you on the call. I was excited to meet you. Hopefully we can connect again. Nothing. Crickets. So we you don't too. know. Yes. I did too. And I got crickets. <laughs> Nothing. I said, I hope everything is okay. No response. 
Me too. Exactly the same message. So I think I'm saying all of this because somehow God intended for us to meet and it's just as we go through the course of this episode, I think it's just really uncanny. Like this, this bot, I think, put us together. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) For a purpose. So here we are, we're going to have a very empowering conversation today. And if you would please tell the listeners a little bit about you, um, the course of your journey, and then we'll dive into your first phase, your second phase, and talk about your book, as well as all of the social and political issues that as of today, June 9th, when we're recording this, is the state of our country. Right. So I am an empowerment speaker, and my charge is to make sure that I impact the lives of everyone that is in the audience, right? But for some reason, women draw to me, and I can't understand why no I'm kidding I I, I'm a (laughs) I am a woman and women draw to me because I have women issues I understand women right so so I am uh, known as the roaring speaker and roar means to be relentless optimistic ambitious and results driven that is my charge that is my mantra so I help women in the workplace become the leaders that they need to be to have a seat at the table Uh, as you know robin i am um, big on diversity and inclusion i'm an advocate for that i'm actually a part of an organization um, that speaks to diversity and inclusion before any of this that's going on in the world had happened right but my speaking is to help people roar in the workplace or those that are in the workplace and say, hey, you know what? I know it's something that I'm supposed to be doing. I have this business. I have this thing that's been haunting me for years and I don't want to attack it. I help people roar from a business perspective. So those that are trying to get a seat at the table in corporate, I help. For those that say, hey, I'm putting up the white flag. I'm done with corporate. I need to live my purpose, my passion. I help them as well when it comes to speaking. That is what my book is about as well finding your roar and then from there it turned into my coaching program roar university which helps women write their signature talk what's the story that you need to share with the world to touch the hearts of people that can sit in the audience and hear you speak right it helps women create the books that they're walking around with in their heads that they need to get out and other people need to read. So the program also helps you create your own course. What is it that you know that you need to teach someone else in group coaching? So it it turned into from one level to the next level, and it's just been a phenomenal ride, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And you you started this journey because you were in corporate, and you were struggling to find your seat at the table. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a seat at the table, but the seat at the table, I had to fight to get the seat at the table. So if you have to fight to get a seat at the table, you're constantly fighting to stay Mm -hmm. at the table. Right. So day in and day out, it was always something. So the space and where I came from first phase is 4,000 employees, less than 10% minorities in this space. And you're looking and listening to the only African-American female that was in the executive leadership suite. Made absolutely no sense. It does not take a statistics analyst to (laughs) know that there is something wrong with those numbers, right? Right. People were asking, well, how did you get 
get here. Uh, I, I work. I work hard. I have the education. I have everything that I needed to have the seat at the table. But every time I tried to make a spot at the table for someone else, there was always an issue, especially if she was a female, especially if it was someone of color. So I was like, you know what? I can't play this game any longer. I believe that what I'm called to do is more impactful outside of these four walls than it is inside of these four walls. So you made that transition. I made that transition and it's, it's been a game changer. And there was, and I love this story. And this really drew me to me when we were on our Zoom call. <laughs> I, I blind Zoom call. Like it's like a blind day. It's crazy. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but you, you told me then or told us on that call about how, what was your incentive to take this leap from corporate to becoming an entrepreneur, but more importantly, writing your book? So I was writing my book even while I was, and, and, and I get this, I didn't even know I was writing a book, okay? God has a sense of humor. I was writing a book not knowing that I was writing a book. So what happened was I was just taking notes along this journey as some of the things that I was experiencing in this space, right? Mm -hmm. Great at my job, and a lot of us can, can respond to this, great at our jobs, but not being fulfilled. You know, as far as you saying basic, being successful in sales, just killing it in sales, but still empty. Mm -hmm. Getting the accolades, getting the rewards and all of this, flying all across the country, still empty. But there's something that happened to me. I think that the nugget, the blessing in all of this was the part of the job that I, that took me by surprise was when I started speaking and going on the leadership conferences, empowering other women to have the seat at the table. So I'm already an advocate. I'm trying to get women opportunities to get jobs and things of this nature, right? But then it turned into, hey, we need you to speak because in the midst of sales, I'm doing sales training, marketing, this type of thing, webinars, what have you. But now it's physically get on a plane. We need you to go speak at this conference. They need someone like you. I did it. I came alive. Something happened inside of me that I cannot explain. I, I, it's just, it took me. Okay. So the event planner started saying to me, you know, not really sure what it is that you do in the corporate space. I know you're in sales or something, but you really need to look into the speaking thing. I was like, get out of here. I'm no one speaker. I'm not going to be speaking. You know, you, you're talking about starting a business from scratch, grassroots, like, no, I'm not doing it, right? So a lot of us feel that same way. Like, I am conditioned to um, my biweekly pay, my monthly salary or whatever, and I know what I have to do when I come to work. This is what they ask me to do. This is what I do. I go home and I'm happy, right? lies a lot of us are not really happy you know we're just going along to get along but miserable knowing there's something else tapping on your shoulder right so more engagements are coming more engagements are happening as far as me speaking and every time i get so emotional and it's so powerful people are coming to me and saying hey you don't even realize what you did for me today it was great where are you speaking at next because i got to be there like what <laughs> so I was like, okay, so God is saying, hey, I really need you to look into the speaking thing. I was like, nah, I'm going back to work. I'm not, you know, I got, I got deals to win. I'm nobody's speaker, right? So anyway, this one night when I guess he was fed up with me, 
Okay, and he had had enough of me sweeping everything under the rug. I went to sleep and I found myself at the gates of heaven. This is my dream. And this is a dream that changed my entire life and shook me into perspective, uh, if you will. But I found myself at the gates of heaven and I'm standing in this processional and trying to get to the front of the line to make my way into the gates. Streets paved with gold, choirs singing. It was beautiful, right? So I'm peeping between the people trying to see who I know because I might need a letter of recommendation to get in because <laughs> I know full well that I did not dot every eye across every T. Like somebody might need to put a word in for me to make it to the other side. Like bro, I'm so close, right? So I finally get to the front other line and God comes over to greet me. He says, welcome daughter. I'm so glad that you made it up. I said, God, I'm so honored to be here. I just want to take this moment to thank you for keeping my family from danger, seen and unseen and all that you've done to cover and protect us for all the years and this, that. And he said, you're welcome, daughter. You're welcome. He said, stay right here. I'm going to go get your chart. I'll be right back. Now, you guys indulge me for a minute. I don't believe there's charts in heaven. This is, my, <laughs> this is my dream. So don't get in heaven thinking there's a chart. He knows what we have and have not done. <laughs> so let's get the chart, comes back, and he's looking at my chart, reading over the chart. He says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I have heart palpitations at this point because I can see the other side. I can see heaven. I, he just has to open the gate for me to walk through and get in. Okay, I'm so close. So he says, I'm seeing you. You did a lot of great things on earth. You impacted the lives of a lot of people. You know, you did, you, you were great at sales, great at your job, education, certifications, great mom, you know, great daughter, active in the church, this, all of these things. He said, that was great. He said, but there's one thing missing from your chart. So my heart is about to jump out of my chest. And I said, well, God, what could that be? What could be missing from my chart? He says, I'm not seeing in your chart where you became the empowerment speaker that I called, equipped, and created you to be. And that's silence. Tears are flowing down my face, and I don't even have the words to respond. What words could we possibly give to the creator as to why we didn't do what he created us to do? We don't have any words. So he says, because you didn't do what I called, equipped, and created you to do, there are others on earth whose goals, dreams, and aspirations will die because they never had an opportunity to hear you speak. <gasps> and I woke up. <laughs> My pillow is soaked with tears. I sat up in the bed. I'm talking the craziest heart palpitations that anyone could have outside of having a heart attack. I was done. That was surreal, okay? Now, the question I still ask, was I really at the gates and he sent me back and I had another opportunity to get it right or was it really just a dream? Either way, there's no way that I have an opportunity to speak and I don't. It, from that point on, I was like, okay, God, game on. You had to literally scare me to death. I got it now. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Life changing. Life changing. 
You know, it's so funny that you say this because I, I say this a lot that God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. That's it. And so many of us have that feeling that we're missing something. There's something right. more that we need to be doing. Exactly. And we just are not listening to what that calling is, or exactly. we're ignoring that calling. So I think, you know, everything that you just said, like, sometimes we need that wake up call, whether it's a dream or it's actually, you know, we're, we're on the verge of death and we're waiting to get into heaven and he sends us back. I mean, right. there's, there's something to be said that we have to, as, as humans start listening to what's going on inside of us. What is exactly. that pull? What is that purpose that we're ignoring? So we have to dive deep, obviously, to find it. Absolutely. Or we can just pray and, you know, have God lead us and accept his guidance. Right. But we, ha we have to take that effort to accept it. Yes. And, and that's, that's the main thing to accept. I had issues, um, most, like most people. You know, when you see when something is on you and you feel like it's so monstrous, it's bigger than what you could ever think or imagine. How do you even begin the process to step into this person to become this person? Like you call me to do what? Like you must have your signals crossed. You got me mixed up with someone else. It can't be me. Right. He would not let me rest until I did it. And I know that there is someone watching or listening that is saying the same exact thing. There is something that has been tapping on my shoulder that I cannot ignore. I'm not at peace because I need to get it done. I'm just here to let you know that you will not rest until you get it done. And once you get on the other side and accept it, as you said, that's the, that's the main thing. Once you accept it, everything else lines up. He sends the people, he sends the resources. You just have to accept what the creation is, okay? So once I got over all of that, I haven't stopped since. I, yeah. I can't stop because of course I can't have that conversation in real life. I can't get to Gates for real. And we have this conversation for real, right? So I have to do what I was called, equipped and created to do. So that's where Roar came from. I had to be relentless, optimistic, ambitious and results driven about my creation to do what is necessary to help other people. And I feel amazing. There's nothing better than to fulfill your purpose in life. Corporate America will suck the life out of you. I don't miss the 60 hours. I don't miss the laptop. I don't miss uh, the cell phone. I don't miss working on vacation. This is this is where the real work is. This is what is impactful. It's not the bottom line. It I'm really it's not. Well, and you're now able, instead of just helping people within those four walls of your office or mm -hmm. your company, right. you're now able to help many more people. And yes. there's something to be said for that. You know, it's great to help one person and every right. individual we help is going to trickle out to, to help other people as well. But when exactly. you can actually stand on a stage and impact hundreds, if not thousands that of people right. at one time to light that fire in them and give them the courage right. to be relentless, the courage to be optimistic, the courage and ha to have the, the courage to be ambitious. Like that's right. something that I, I think, and especially as women, it's hard for us to do at times because oh, yeah. so many times we're, we're sucked into all of the domestic roles of a woman. Yes. And so our time is very limited and we're under so many constraints that our ambitions are often stifled. So 
I see yeah. it every day. Yeah, so I, I, I see it every day. If we if we look at the roles and responsibilities, we're talking about um, being wives. We're talking about being moms. We're in if we have a career of our own. So those three things alone, taking care of kids, right? Especially if you have multiple children, whether you're trying to you know maintain your own own career, or grow in your career. Let's talk about. Uh, cooking dinner let's talk about the sporting events that we're getting our kids to let's talk about us being active in church washing clothes cleaning the house you know all these type of things planning grocery shopping the list goes on okay so we were ubering before there was ever an uber uber owes us <laughs> women money like seriously before <laughs> we were carpooling to boy scouts girl scouts soccer track bat you name it right yeah but if we let all those things stifle our growth and our career we will wake up one day and life would have passed us by because we gave all that we had to others and never took a shot on ourselves just to give ourselves the opportunity yeah i'm a wife i'm a mother i'm you know i'm, I'm a woman of faith i'm active in my church all of these things but there's a piece to the puzzle that's missing if we don't answer the call to what our purpose is you will not find happiness until we do that. We just won't. Yeah. Okay. So you just said all of those things about our roles as women. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's one word that came to my mind as you were talking that I think a lot of us have, and that yeah. is, okay, we want to be fulfilled. We want to have purpose, but we often also feel guilty for doing something for ourselves. So I think what you're doing every single day now is you are empowering other people. So right. through that, you're serving other people. Correct. And I, I'm going to say that the most important message we can get from that is that we can be fulfilled by serving others, empowering others. And so we don't need to feel guilty about fulfilling ourselves. Absolutely. When we fulfill ourselves, we're able to then empower and serve other people to a higher level. That is 100% true. As women, we are nurturers. So we're used to taking care of those that are around us. We're always pouring into other people, but the last person that we pour into is ourselves. We'll go on E, giving the, all that we have to others, right? But if you don't fulfill what it is that you've been called to do, then how is it possible that you really can help other people? Yeah. And, because, and honestly, I am, I'm a better wife. I'm a better mom. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better everything now because I am 100% complete because I'm doing what I was called to do. Mm -hmm. And if we look at our spouses, <laughs> they're not stopping them tea times. Okay. They're going to play golf. They're going to do whatever it is that they want to do. And we're at home nurturing, cooking, cleaning, et cetera, et cetera. And one day I sat back and I looked at my husband. I was like, this dude is very active. Like, how does he have all of this time? And I don't have any time. This something's wrong, right? So I'm a certified project manager as well. So I got that honeydew list going, okay? The things that were on my list that I was like, dude, we're getting ready to split some of this. And when you out here having your tea times, I'm gonna start doing some of the things that women, I'm gonna get a mani-pedi, okay? I'm going to get my hair done. Um, Cause he had all the time in the world. So yeah. we have to, you know, figure this thing out and balance it. But men don't have the issues that we have because they have us. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so when, so when they have us, a lot of this falls on us and we consume all of it, giving everything that we have to other people. I, whoever created yoga pants, I could kiss them. Okay. Even if I'm not even going to a yoga class. So some days it's yoga pants and a sweatshirt. Cause you we're out Ubering cooking. <laughs> now we're virtual teachers teaching kids at home. I mean, it's endless, but at what point do you squeeze a little time in there for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more, the more we give ourselves that grace to find fulfillment and joy within yeah. ourselves, the better we're able to serve other people and to continue, continue to be a better mom and a better wife. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Are you a businesswoman or entrepreneur who is transitioning into something new into the second phase? Are you trying to figure out how to create an audience, how to grow a presence online? but you were stuck on the tech and the how-to. You have no idea how to attract new clients into this business. Don't worry, I am going to give you the exact blueprint on how to connect and grow your audience and attract more clients. During this brand marketing strategy call, we are going to go through the six pillars of success for your brand. This includes, but is not limited to, online marketing, storytelling, relationship building, differentiation, visual branding, and genuine networking. Sit with me for an hour and let's transform your brand strategy. Or do you learn better in a group environment? Join me along with five other women just like you and collaborate and mastermind together in one of my popular mini brand mastermind sessions. In two one-hour sessions, each one of you will get 15 minutes with, my, with me personally, along with a learning opportunity with each of your peers. We will go through each of the six pillars of brand marketing success, and I will help you strategize in all of the areas mentioned before. Here's what a mini mastermind looks like. We will meet for two one-hour sessions. Three of you will go each week. I will personally guide you through high-level brand marketing strategies. I will then open up at the end of each session 15 minutes for Q&A. And you will also have access to the private Facebook group to ask me questions at any time. In the Facebook group, you'll also have opportunities to network, to grow your referral source, and have accountability partnerships. This can be a great option for those of you who want to save money but have the desire to elevate your brand. To learn more about either program, visit my website. You can find the brand strategy sessions at www.robingrahamphotography.com slash brand hyphen marketing hyphen strategy hyphen session or go to shop on my website. That's www.robingrahamphotography forward slash shop. And there you will find the mini mastermind sessions and you can register. I look forward to working with you. Okay. So let's talk a little bit. I want to talk about a couple of things. So, okay. um, I love your acronym roar. Thank you. I love the words relentless, optimistic, ambitious, and then results, results driven. That's it. Yeah. They're very empowering words, all of them. But when people come to you and you're working with them, so let's say they're confused about maybe 
they have this calling, they've identified what it is. Mm -hmm. They're not sure how to use roar mm -hmm. and they want to, but you're seeing in them, they have to get their message out. How mm -hmm. do you coach them to embrace the gifts and be able to speak? Like what goes into becoming this em an empowerment speaker or a speaker on any topic that someone has been given the gifts to use or to present to others? So, that, so there's nothing more powerful to help. And at the end of the day, it's really helping women lead and, and lead in their own arena because we don't all have the same stories. We're not all the same type of speaker. But what I ended up doing, Robin, was I put a program together, which is Roar University. It helps and teaches women how to speak, how to have that impactful story. But this is what I realized in doing that a lot of women are walking around with these stories and don't even realize that they have a story. And it was baffling to me. Like, so from a coaching perspective, to pull these things out of them, we have all gone through something. We've mm -hmm. all been through something. And some of my clients, 50% of my clients actually have said, I didn't realize, you know, I had a story. I thought all women dealt with that. I thought, you know, this is just part of who I am. It's what I do. I was like, no. This is a message. This is a story. And you have to own the story. Yes, it happened to you, but it, the story is for someone else. Because if it happened to you, someone else is going through it and they need to hear your story, your message rather, so that they can take the baton and then move forward and share with someone else. It's mm -hmm. necessary. It's necessary. But I haven't heard it too often. I didn't even realize I had a story. Like, yes, you have a story. Now we have to put the points around it to deliver a solid message that will tug on the hearts of those sitting in the seats. And how do, when people don't even realize they have a story, how do you bring that story out of them? So what I, what I typically do is we have a conversation. I make the conversation so casual that they don't even realize that they're giving me solid information. And, for, and I'm just taking notes. You know, I get out on the whiteboard, I'm taking notes and I'm jotting things down. You know, I have a lot of women that are, are starting businesses or have started businesses and trying to scale their business. And one of the tools that I tell them to do that is to speak. If you have a product or service that you want to offer and you are not verbally addressing potential clients and talking to them, you're missing a lot of clients you're missing your target audience right mm -hmm. so from the conversation it is just share like you and i are having a candid conversation right now and before they know it i have one for example she started a a cosmetic line right and she didn't realize that based on what she had gone through from a health reason is why she started this toxic free uh, cosmetic line how many women out here are looking for that type of product yeah, because we're putting these toxins in our body and she went through a whole health episode okay because of the th products that she was using i said that's a story mm -hmm. that's a story that's a message that you need to share that goes along with your product or your service well i never thought about it like that i was like yes so by the time we got through she was like oh my i was in tears by the time she had her signature talk together. It was powerful. That's awesome. Yeah. So powerful. you helped design those talks. And then how do you suggest people start when they, so they, they've identified that they have a story. Mm -hmm. Now they know that they need to share their story and they know who they can share their story with or who yes. needs to hear their story. Yes. How do they get the platforms to speak? So the, 
So the platform can, can be a number of ways. Now, considering, you know, what we're doing right now, I am, um, I consider myself a professional virtual speaker at this point because I cannot physically, <laughs> I can't physically go get on the stage. So a little, things have changed a little bit, right? But what we need to do is to make a list. If, if, if you know what your message is and we have to have a, a niche, right? So who is our target audience? Where are these people located? You know, how old are they? What is it that they eat for dinner? Where is it that they live? When I say, you know, niche, I want you to drill it down to an actual person, to an avatar. Who are these people and where can I find them? Are they in an association? If so, that's where you need to go to deliver your message in association. If they are in the church, if your, your message is a, a for a religious organization, you need to find every church that you can connect with and deliver your message. Now, some of this is going to be pro bono and starting out simply because of the fact you want to practice. Mm -hmm. You want you want to practice. And when you're practicing, you want to make sure that you get footage. You want to record it so that you can share it you know, whether you do it live, social media, or put footage out, YouTube, university, there are a number of ways to build your own platform without physically being on the stage at this point, right? Right. So getting getting that footing and getting comfortable with the message, the signature talk, then it turns into, okay, now I'm comfortable, right? So now I really need to look for some actual paid speaking opportunities. So there are a number of ways to do it. That's what we one of the things that we teach in Royal University, not only how to create the signature message that is killer, okay, but how do you take part of what you have, a product or service, and make an offer in the midst of your talk? Because some of this stuff, as I said, is going to be pro bono. They might not be able to pay you, but you have a book, you have a course, you have a program that you can offer, right? Mm -hmm your talk that you can monetize and a lot of times what i'm finding as far as women we're scared to monetize we want to do everything for free can't do that either is, is it a business or is it a non-profit i'm confused help me like you know <laughs> so yeah yeah so what are a couple of the key points that you that you guide people when they're when they're designing that signature speech what what are some of the key i don't know like do you have an outline you work have them work from or do you give them like key components that speech has to have? So one, one of the things that, that I, I feel is necessary and I always, always do it, I open up with music. I, I come out with music every time. I don't care what you are dealing with when people are sitting in those seats, okay? They, I, I use music. So one of the things that I tell them is and putting that signature message or talk together, I want you to think, music what music goes along with what it is the message that you want to convey so in my case of course i got to come out of katy perry you're going to hear me roar it's 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 phenomenal okay for real so i don't care what you're dealing with in in the seats you know you could have spilled your whole cup of coffee on your lap before you came into the conference room but when we get the music going it's game on you've forgotten about everything right so music is killer um, one of the other things is humor. You must have some humor, okay? And because it's a heartbeat. I, I, I look at a signature message like an S-curve. You have to make people feel different types of emotions. They have to be active. So I need you to stand up. 
I need you to raise your hand. I need you to talk back to me. I need to have them laughing. I need to see some tears flowing. I need to hear, have them crying. So it's a roller coaster. And I, I, we're going on a journey together. And when you share the story, you probably could, you were probably at the gates with me when I shared my story with you. You could probably see me talking to God and having this conversation and peeping, trying to get in, right? I have to take you with me on my journey when I share the story. So as what I teach them is when you are sharing your story, I don't want to just hear your story. I want to feel your story. Mm -hmm. I want to be present in your story. So that's part of what I teach as well. So, Because the last thing you want is to speak and see people looking at their cell phone. Because you're not, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job. If they have time to look at their cell phones, they are not interested in what you are saying. And if they're not interested in what you are saying, you have failed miserably as a speaker. And we don't want that. So right. those are some of the highlights that I coach and teach. It's a heartbeat. It's up and down roller coaster. I want to be with you in that moment as you deliver your talk. And once you engage them and develop that emotional connection with them through that, yeah. that talk, they want to hear more from you. They want to hire you or they want to read your book. Exactly. So that's, that's where you build your business around that signature talk. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and it all goes together. You know, mm -hmm. every, everything goes together. So, you know, you the brand strategist, you understand it all yeah. goes together. So my program is, you know, Roar University. My book is Finding Your Roar. It all makes sense. This is the signature message. And one of the other things that I tell, you know, my clients is to speak to the pain. What is the pain that people are dealing with? That is what you talk to. And mm -hmm. how can you help remove that pain? Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything you've said is right on target from a brand perspective as well. You, you know, you talked about niching down. You have to know who your ideal audience is or your right. target avatar. Yeah. And then, you know, all of those things are so important to be able yeah. to reach the right audience. Because if you're going to go speak on, on makeup, but you're in an audience of people Accountants. who, right. yeah, like <laughs> don't even place. wear makeup to work, then right. you're, you're never going to reach them. Exactly. Yeah. So very, very insightful. I love it. And okay, so now you also speak on and, and you've got your book. It has a lot about this in terms of equality yes. and diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And, you know, we're living in a time right now that I think if our parents, well, my, my mother's still alive. My father's deceased. I, but, you know, our parents are probably looking at what's going on right now. And they're thinking about they're reliving the 60s. Yes. And what happened. But there yes. have been so many years in between where Black voices have not been heard. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, because people are raising their hands again and they are shouting in the mm -hmm. streets, people are starting to listen. But at this point, you're tired. Mm -hmm. As a black community, you're tired. As Absolutely. black moms, you're exhausted yes. from worry and anxiety and fear over your husbands and your sons. And now people are saying to you, I, I'm here. I, I, I'm ready to listen. Tell me what I need to do. Right. But you're tired of talking. Mm -hmm. How do we address this now, how do we go forward, Dion? How do we, how do we change the course of what's happened over the past 60 years so that this doesn't happen for another 60? Right. So my, my answer to that can be, could be a long drawn out 
uh, answer and we go from a good 400 years. And yes, uh, I am a um, mom of a young African-American teenage boy. And, and you and I have spoke candidly and I am paranoid about him driving alone. One, one false move, not putting on your turn signal pulled over can turn into a whole episode, right? But at this point, once you get to a point of having the conversation and being vocal about it and no one is listening and no one's paying attention, it gets old. Imagine telling your child the same thing over and over and again. You know, Johnny, I need you to wash the dishes. You go check the dishes are not washed. Johnny, I need you to wash the dishes. Dishes still not washed. You go ask another time. So by the fourth time, you're screaming. Okay? Because you are sick and tired of repeating yourself, saying the same thing over and over and over again. A person can only take so much. Okay? A race of people can only take so much. And at the end of the day, all we are looking for is fairness and equality. So one of the ways to, to really help move the needle, if you will, because this is not an overnight process. It will not change overnight. We would have to change as a nation. So we as individuals have to check our hearts as individuals. And I just don't honestly believe as a woman of faith, as a Christian, that I could be racist and a Christian at the same time. How is that possible? It's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not. I and, and you know, I love people, period. That is it, right? So we have the issue of all lives matter versus black lives matter. Here's the thing. Here's my position on, on it, for real. All lives matter. I love all people. And I feel as if uh, my black community feels the same way but black lives are the ones that are in danger though those are the ones that we constantly see on on television that have the inequality and the injustice and to the point now where it's just open and broad daylight on the streets where people are being killed for no reason no support you know we can't even get medical care why and i've never been really been able to understand why people would not like another group or race of people just because of the color of their skin. Like if we all walked around and looked the same, what would be the point? There has to be some variety. That's just like saying to someone, I want you to eat the same food every day, all your life. Who does that? So boring, so boring. So it has to be some, uh, some variety and diversity, if you will, in the corporate space, right? in the corporate space, in our schools, in our communities, we cannot all be the same. Because if we're all the same, we're all agreeing to the same, we're all doing the same and nothing changes. So what helps us change is for us to check our hearts. And if there's any ill will, hatred or malice towards any race of people, not just black people, any race of people that we have to deal with ourselves first and then go and do what is right as far as being supportive of the change that we need to see. Because if you're not saying anything, that means you're in alliance with what's going on. Silence is alliance at this point. So we need everyone to be active in the community and say, hey, you know what? This is absolutely insane. It's not right. We all see it on TV, but nothing is said. What if it was the reverse? 
no one would like it. It still wouldn't be fair. I don't care what race of people is happening to. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. 100%. Discrimination can go, can go both ways, but we have been living, we have been living with this side of discrimination for a long, long time. Yes. Yes. And that's where I think that the difference is. Um, so, okay. We have to start by changing our hearts. Yeah. And I think, you know, you said something and as Christians, how can we, how can we be racist? How can we love God? and not love his people. Right, that, that he makes created. no sense. It doesn't. So I think it has to start there for sure. Yes. And then that can trickle out. People have to stop being ashamed to speak out. People have to stop being ashamed to say, I'm not racist. Right. You know, stand up for those people who don't have a voice. Right. But how do we change, you know, when we, when we talk about like the black communities and mm-hmm. so many times there's that vicious cycle and I volunteer, I I've told you about how I'm on the board of directors for face to face, which right. serves the marginalized population. Our whole mission is, you know, hospitality, mutuality and transformation. Right. I also volunteer for women of harmony Inc. And Mm -hmm. that is, it's an organization that a woman, a black woman who was at one point in time homeless with her three children. Mm -hmm. She now has a career. She's just this, her name's Karen Peterson. And she is just amazing, like a heart of gold. Mm -hmm. But she started this organization and it, she is a lactation consultant. And so she helps young black women Mm -hmm. and and white women. Mm -hmm. There is no discrimination in her mind as far Mm -hmm. as who she's going to help. But women who are homeless and have children. Right have babies. And so there's, there's a shelter for them. They can go, they can live there until the children are six months old. And then they help place them. They help find jobs. They do all of these things to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So one day I'm down there and I, I'm, I go down and I photograph them. And this, the one woman says to me, she's like, um, Oh, and, and her boyfriend was in prison. So every single one of these women, the two white girls, were there because they were drug addicts and they'd gotten out of rehab or gotten out of jail, but they were pregnant, had had babies in jail, whatever. Mm-hmm. The black girls that were all there, um, none of them were, had been addicted to drugs, but every single one of them had a boyfriend who was in jail. Okay. So got them pregnant and then went to jail. Mm-hmm. How do we break that cycle? Like the one girl said to me, she's like, oh, I, I look so good today. I, I got to get a man. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need a man. Like look where that last man left you. Right, right, right. How, right. how do we as women, how, how do we as women break that cycle or help young black girls break that cycle to not depend on those men that may or may not be able to then support them, but to have something of their very own and not focus on the that relationship, the male female mm-hmm. bond, but to focus on themselves. One of the things that I have uh, seen time and time again in um in women in general and uh race does not make it is not a factor when it comes to women and self-esteem issues true so true if we ever would grasp the value and the worth that we have and we bring to a table to know who we fully are we would not need, and I have a husband and I love my husband, okay? We would not need a man to validate us, okay? We would not need men to validate us. And, and when it comes to a, a woman 
as a single mom, the focus should be the children. Mm -hmm. Not that you need a man to help raise the children. That would be great if it works. If it does not work, you don't want to bring any more in to the picture until you get yourself together, right? Because mm -hmm. what happens is if you don't, if your self-esteem is low and you have, you bring in a man to have a relationship with, okay you this man is really a crutch to validate who you are so now you feel as if you're a whole person because you have a man okay what happens if the man leaves your self-esteem is gone again right so you got to mm -hmm. start this cycle over from scratch and how long does it take to really get this cycle back to being who you were created to be sometimes it does not happen i have seen women just lose it all because the man has left like i don't even feel any type of value because i don't have a man right mm -hmm. but yeah. the thing of, if we know who we are and whose we are man or no man okay we can still make an impact and do what it is that we were called equipped and created to do. Because at the end of the day, we have children to raise. And if we don't focus on the children, then those are the children that are, you know, can be out homeless in the street. So that's yeah. the focus. Yeah. And that becomes yeah. that vicious cycle. You got to stop the cycle. So that's what yeah. we have to stop the cycle. Our children then see these women not knowing their value or worth so therefore cycle again those kids don't know their value or their worth mm -hmm. because this is what they're seeing right but as women we are some tenacious creatures okay i remember being in um in boston i was in boston and, and doing a leadership conference and and one of the things that i closed out with is trying to help women really hone into who they are and they have the power and the mindset and the strength to sit at any corporate table, any boardroom, but they just had to make a decision that they wanted to do this, right? So I closed it out. I was like, listen, I need everybody to stand up to their feet. I really need you to get your life and your minds together. I said, because we cannot let men intimidate us. I said, because we're women. I said, and at the end of the day, we gave birth to the earth. So if it went for us, they wouldn't be sitting in those corners in corporate jobs in corporate America if we had not birthed them, okay? So we have a right to be who we are, who we've been called to be, but we are powerful creatures if we ever ever woke up and realized that we're this lion right here oh the game will change for every woman walking the planet mm -hmm. so that's and we my all job. have that we all have that within us so i think you know what i'm hearing you say so as women as entrepreneurs as female entrepreneurs we can find an organization we can find it could be the ymca it could be a homeless shelter, it could be an inner city school, it could right. be anything. Find a place where you can find other women, other girls, girls, mm -hmm. find young women and young mm -hmm. girls and mentor. help mentor them. Yes. It yes. could be through, yes. through yes. Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Boys yes. and Girls Clubs of America. There are so Absolutely. many opportunities. And I think that that's, that is a place where we have to start. We mm -hmm. as women have to, encourage these younger the younger generations to believe in themselves yes and find their own skill sets and purpose that's it before it's ha before it's too late and then their children have to succumb to the same exactly. thing that they succumb exactly to. exactly well we just solved all the problems yeah we look, this is a whole <laughs> week's or a year's worth of work into one session okay like right now it's all done <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So you are such a beautiful soul and I'm so glad Thank you were here. Likewise. Thank you for having me. I would love for you to tell everybody, number one, how they can find you about your program and any access. Like I know you have a masterclass that you offer. Yes. So I would love for you to share that with everyone and okay. any other tips, guidance, whatever you want to provide to the audience that they can then learn from you to start empowering other people the way you're empowering people. Awesome. So the way you can find me, as far as social media, I think I'm just about on the majority of the platforms. I have yet to venture into TikTok. I don't think that I am. I'm going to leave that for the younger people. <laughs> so I am, I am on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that is uh, DG McGee Motivates is how you can find me. There's uh, information there as far as the masterclass that Robin spoke about. So the masterclass is a complimentary masterclass and I'm offering it here today to you all for watching and listening. But the masterclass gives some insight to some of the strategies that I talked about as far as speaking. How do you really build that speaking uh, business? How do you really build that coaching business? What it really looks like high level. It is complimentary. It's going to get that hamster rolling, if you will, and make you think about some things um, from there. If you decide, hey, I want to take the assessment, uh, uh, Dion, I want you to really be my coach. I want to become part of Roar University. I need this coaching program. I need to be able to hit a stage and land a killer message to, to have that heartbeat that you spoke about. You can find me, uh, you can email me actually uh, directly or you can take the assessment, but we will connect. And my email is Dion at dgmcgee.com and my website is dgmcgee.com. Very easy, very easy to find, but I'm all on all those platforms. Would love to connect with you all. Uh, send me a message, say, hey, I listened to the podcast with you and Robin. It was great. It was this. Say something. Just let us know that you're out there listening and we were able to make an impact today. Because as Robin said, we just, say, we just changed the whole world in, in, a, in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're partners for life now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> from, from a blind Zoom date, right? Listen. <laughs> from a blind Zoom date. Yes. Everybody needs to join LinkedIn after you listen to this episode now because you yeah. never know. And if somebody named Tina might... reaches out to you, it's our Tina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dion. Thank you so much for being yeah. here. Thank you for having me. It has been a, uh, a pleasure. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, Robin. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, The Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the second phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.